0: I'm not afraid to
1: Welcome to the Terrace Podcast, my name is Craig Cairns and I will be coming down the road. Joining me tonight is a man that's just watched his nation qualify for an international tournament, it's Craig Anderson. Hello! And another man who's just watched his team, team qualify for an international tournament, is Tom Watt. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: oh, Sorry. Apologies, uh, apologies to the um, people whose like, ears have just been exploded open, but it's worth
0: it I only, I only show these kind of signs of exuberance once every 22 years <laughs> and uh, I think tonight's worthwhile
2: I was there when we beat Latvia and I was uh, 7 years old That's 8 years old when we beat Latvia so it's been a long time coming
1: it certainly has I mean how how did you find that how was your overall experience of that Craig
2: oh for the first like it was it was an exceptional performance for 89 minutes like and so i was relatively calm i was i was pacing up until about 86 minutes and then um yeah started kind of getting a bit worked up and then as soon as um, as soon as they scored i was kind of slumped i was like right, this is this is not happening and and you see the team that's left on the park at the end that's not a team that's going to get as a goal. And I'm like, that this is not, this is not happening. And then my, I feel sorry for my seven week old daughter who was upstairs, and I think it probably just gone to sleep because um, I probably woke up all the babies in the kind of twenty mile radius when when uh, Marshall <laughs> saves that penalty. And what about you, Tom? Um, I think it, like it, it was a proper
0: experience. It was. I, I feel. I feel moved. I feel a different person to what I was a couple of hours ago. I I've never seen Scotland do that. I've never seen us I, I, I am old enough to remember just qualifying for ninety-two. I'm old enough to remember ninety-six and ninety-eight. Um, and it was it was there were moments that we hung on and i felt like for the for the most for the majority of of the game i felt like we were either very competitive we were in it we were on top or we were ahead and from the point that we got ahead i started getting carried away in a way that you should never do as a scotland fan and then um Serbia equalised and I realised it was all it all it all gone wrong it all gone shit it was, it was done we were out
1: was no I was getting get ready to come that. on and apologise to the nation because with about three minutes to go I put in the group chat I can't believe how shite Serbia are with a laughing um, emoji uh, yeah, and uh, it, uh, they uh, went up I, the park I, got a corner and equalised and um, they
2: were shite no though Craig they, they were they, they were I'm thinking back to the last like the entire group of teams that Scotland played they were worse than any of the teams in that group with the exception of San Marino they were worse than Kazakhstan they were worse than um, Cyprus the, the the worst team Scotland have played in two years with the exception of San Marino and maybe partly that's down to us but a lot of it I don't think is I think they're just not very good so I think people were were overhyping them for a while anyway. And they say, I think I said after we beat Israel, there's a reason Serbia are playing this Nations League C I playoff think, final against us. And, and I think there's
1: that. a tendency, and I do this myself. I think there's a tendency to base your opinion on a nation of what your kind of recent memories are, whether that be the last tournament they were in or something like that. I think that can that can kind of a lot, lots of people make that their opinion of of the team Yeah, but really when you looked at their form It was it was terrible They they had barely won at home in a long time And that was narrowly to Sorry, they'd won one in like six at home Or something like that And that was narrowly to Luxembourg Or something along those lines But yeah, for the, for the whole um, For the whole extra time I, was, I had like sweaty palms And I was up and down out of my seat I was just on the edge of it the, the whole time And then for Penalties that was just that was just a whole Torture. other ball game yeah it was it was it was actually horrible uh, there were points with the Scotland national team where I couldn't care less, understracking and stuff. there were points where I just had no investment in it whatsoever, but that is the most I've been invested in a game in a long, long time I,
0: know, think I, 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 I think to 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 that point they they care. Mm-hmm. Like they care. You could see that with. You could see that, and you can see that in every interview that has been given over the last, um, the last year or so. Whether it's Andy Robertson or whether it's you know Ryan Fraser, whether it's Andy Constantine. Like Ryan Fraser tonight was every fan in Scotland. He was emotional. He was kind of surprised. Christy. proud. Sorry, you mean? Yeah, yeah. sorry, Ryan uh, Christie. Yeah, exactly. Like he he was. He was every fan in the country.
1: Like we've all had a drink.
0: We, we've all we're
2: all burst. We're all burst. We did not expect that to
0: happen. But for for,
2: for context, made it we're recording this what twenty minutes after the game's finished. Yeah, we are all literally like we are.
0: We're all sweatier than Ollie McBurney was anyway. We're all like, we're all putting put more hours. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. a cheap shot that was a cheap he's, shot he scored an yeah, amazing yeah. penalty but, um. how many
1: of you thought that if anybody that was going to miss it was going to be him as he stepped up to take his penalty were you guys like me thinking if anybody's going to miss it's probably going to be this guy and honestly yeah. like I've got no hate for Ollie McBurney.
2: he came on at a time when we took Dykes off and Dykes was, Dykes was knackered so McBurney so had to come on this, this podcast got absolutely no structure but that's fine Dykes came on don't care um, and and we at the same time or just round about the same time we also took off essentially Christie and McGinn who were the two players supporting and, and brought on Patterson and McLean who are not going to do that so McBurney was left with fifty yards of space round about him so I don't necessarily blame him for for the performance I, I think he w- he was poor when he came on but he scores his penalty that's all he needs to do and so I guess it's not the time um, for that I think I think he has something to offer yeah. but. Even at
1: the start of extra time, there, we started the better team for the first couple of minutes. We had the ball uh, for a decent spell, and then f- for the rest of it, it was all Serbia. But it came from, it started from like a horrendous touch from Ollie McBurney. Like that's what kind of gave them the impetus, and then they just kept the pressure on us. Well, for the rest of that. Um,
2: first half anyway and I know
1: that we had like plenty of times to reset and all that kind of stuff it sounds like I'm picking on all of McBurney. I'm really not mate we're not We're not trying to pick any villains tonight
0: no, it, it was unlucky I mean it, for so many reasons like again don't want to highlight the negatives but let's get them out of the way I, I think like Scott McTominay has to do better for their equalizing goal. Like it is literally a free header in the six yard box. Just the and time as, as well, of,
1: the time of, of allowing that to happen. You
0: just like you, we, we have one more moment. One more play. Yeah, exactly. i am sounding all American now. And you deal with that and the substitutions, I mean, they don't look inspired, but they run down the clock. They kill the game. You know, they the, the it replaces players who had run themselves into the ground and who'd been brilliant and no one has any kind of comment on it after that at all that was a team to see
1: out the game and then once you get into and then once you get into um, extra time you're hamstrung you're you're you're, we still tried to create chances to win the game when we the few opportunities we had but um, we, we didn't really have a team on the park at that point to kind we, of hurt we,
2: them We might as well have taken Callum Patterson off it full time, we might as well have given him the shortest uh, international appearance I, Well he Callum covered Patterson it right back that,
1: towards the end so he had yeah, his yeah, use yeah, there you know,
2: it, made, it made sense but, but O'Donnell, O'Donnell was much better than Patterson had been So O'Donnell I think probably had his best game for Scotland there um, he, he didn't. He, he maybe one or two moments where, where he let people in, but but let, I'm let, going let to go get really another worry. beer.
1: Just keep talking.
2: No worry. The eleven players that started that game to, to a man were exceptional throughout the game. Okay, McTominay makes a mistake, but you look at the the quality of those performances. Like Callum McGregor, I've been critical of how he played from Scott for Scotland. The I was excellent tonight. Every single time um, Serbia got forward, he was plugging the gaps, and and he did do things going forward. And special mentions to, to the guys at Island End, the Parker uh, Livingston Football Club. Of um, we've got a lot to thank them for because <laughs> Lyndon Dykes and Declan Gallagher were exceptional. How much lazy. do we uh, love
1: Lyndon Dykes?
2: It's just oh, the performance. That there's not been many better. How long? It, see
1: the interview the other day. It was amazing. But James McFadden interviewed Lyndon Dykes, and it was brilliant on the BBC. And um, I was thinking about it. Obviously, they're like completely different players in terms of like completely different forwards, but. Um, When's the last time we had somebody with like James Fadden's kind of attitude and swagger in our team? Like, we've missed that, isn't it? I'm not saying that's the reason we've qualified, but right? I mean it's just he's a he's just kind of great to have. That. And I was I was thinking about listening to that interview. When's the last time we kind of had somebody like that with that kind of swagger?
2: I think I think you know, it's it's a stereotype, but I think there is a bit of the fact that he's that Australian attitude because. I watched Australia play football a lot when I was over there and they were terrible. They've, they've got very few, like like London Dykes would, <laughs> would very much fit well into the like team. They're like athletes maybe. first, aren't they? Yeah, they're athletes, but also their yeah. attitude and, and the attitude of that nation in sport is about winning. They, they breed winners over there and we, we've we got some really good players and we saw that tonight, but sometimes the attitude can be, and it, I don't want to say it in a bad way, it's, it, we, we have had for a long time and I've talked about this before, a losers mentality and the biggest thing that Steve Clark has done yeah. and, and I do think London Dykes a part of that, is has been bringing in a, a better mentality to the squad and what you saw there is guys like Gallagher um, he just wants to win and mm. Alexander Miscevic like people have been shitting themselves all week about him he never had to sniff against yeah. Gallagher Gallagher was tremendous and I was swithering on, on the team there was two positions that I wasn't sure about I thought the other nine that, that played were going to Less play left
1: centre back and the second striker
2: yeah no, no, no! Um, in the middle, of Gallagher's position, and oh, I thought um, I thought
1: Gallagher was a stick on. I, I'd well, said I'd said it the other week because um, after the last game, Clark had said, um, in his post match interview, Gallagher hasn't lost the game yet. Five games hasn't lost yet, and I thought he's he's playing the next game. He's not dropping him. He's not dropping I, I him think, after saying that.
2: Surely, if you were saying right, who's the, who's the better players? Um, you were Gallagher, McKenna, and Cooper? I think you put Gallagher Ford in that list but you you saw what he brings to the team and then the other one that I thought would go differently but, but ultimately paid off was that I thought Armstrong would have played ahead of Christie, but Christie was very good. That's the one and, I wasn't and, sure
1: about that and the left centre back. Yeah, I mean was, I, I, I kind of thought he would go with Tierney because I mean Tierney's just clearly and, and a better and was, player yeah, I thought
2: Tierney, Tierney um, proved him right there and, and Tierney played very well. His height was something I was slightly worried about but he he had an excellent game because what you saw was the amount of triangles with Tierney Mac, uh, McGregor and Robertson really got us up with Park really well um, Robertson, Robertson I, I've said that a long time I think people are critical of his performances for Scotland but he's a captain and you have seen captain's performances from him you see him driving the team forward um, and he did that again tonight I think it was a bit passive towards the end of the game but that's natural I think but you saw a lot from Andy Robertson is to see that he's a winner even at the end of the game and, and maybe it was the wrong thing to be doing he was trying like we had a throw in with 30 seconds to go an extra time and he was still trying to get his up in the park to score mm-hmm. um, and that's because he, he again he's a winner yeah
1: he and, maybe and should have scored himself though for
2: that. there is a lot to be said for that with with changing the mentality of the squad and I I have a genuine belief now that, that we can go and get through that group as well we played. Yeah, we played Czech Republic at Hamden a month ago, and, and yeah, they were probably better than us, but they they didn't match us for attitude. Anybody
1: anybody's going to get us a victory against or a result against England, it's going to be Steve Clark.
0: I think. I mean, he deserves so much credit. I, I think from the lineup. I mean, it would have been easy to stick with a settled defense. It would have been easy to say, and I. I kind of thought he would I thought every single I thought the the defense was the best part of the previous performances I thought even though you have Kieran Tierney I thought he would stick with it it sounds daft to say that um, it was a bit of a risk bringing him back in but he's not played the vast majority of his career as a left centre back even though he's been playing very really regularly for Arsenal and he certainly hasn't been playing there as a left centre back in a Scotland team that also contains a, a defender who's not a natural defender um, you know, but credit to him, he, he 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 played like that. And the other one that was a big worry was I, like Ryan Fraser being such a miss because of what he gives with, uh, like he kind of defines the way that we we play going forward. Like him and Dykes were, in in many ways, it's big man, little man, but they're yeah. they're so he's like
1: your X factor, so wasn't he?
0: Good. Yeah, the, yeah. One of them is. Uh, one of them picks up scraps uh, and is direct and can do the outrageous. The other is incredibly strong, wins windsting and, and they don't necessarily link up, but the two of them bring everybody into the game. So we we had to change. And, and Christie's not that kind of player, but I thought he was like he was magnificent. But we There's, got
1: McGinn closer to Dykes as well, and yeah. Dykes was still brilliant at winning those feel, knockdowns and stuff.
2: It did feel at times like it was more of a. a- a 5-2-3 I guess and sometimes it was a 5-3-2 if you want to I don't think it's the time to be tactical to be honest but, but Christie and McGinn did both get far forward and and actually it was starting to concern me we grew into that game so much that just before half time in the game both the left and the right hand centre half like McTominay and Tierney were, were driving forward and you're thinking like we're leaving like, De- Declan Gallagher and um, Jack and McGregor against their entire attack at this point because I I think I've been I had been critical of um, the three at the back that Clark was playing but I think you're starting to see exactly why it's good because it's you've got players in the middle of the park you've got Jack and McGregor both of whom are comfortable going out to the wing back position so they're both comfortable essentially becoming extra defenders and allowing O'Donnell and um, Robertson to play as wingers and you saw that, like you've seen it throughout the, the whole thing. O'Donnell and, and I looked at it after the last set of games, and O'Donnell's average position um, on the park um, was higher up the park than any of the midfielders. So O'Donnell was. Essentially you saw that the team.
1: chance we had in the first half. He sprints to almost. He's almost at the D where he kind of goes down, claiming a foul. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and that's it because there is absolutely no doubt in it and, and um, a, a guy who I, I think was incredible, actually underrated by by Kelly fans and a lot of other people when he played for us, but you saw him playing for Scotland He like, looked he's so really out of his depth, depth not that long ago.
1: Yeah, not and too long ago as well
2: what, what you've seen is Clark has actually said look, I know what you can do and what you can't do and he's not a good defender at this level, he, he, he's passable at Scottish Premiership level, but as an attacker, the energy and the attitude he has again talk about attitude again O'Donnell that Israel game summed it up for me he he had a torrid time defensively yeah. but in the 118th minute of the game he's still barging up the park he, he doesn't get faced by anything and you saw that again he's a bit of a, a battering ram at times but
1: I think he covers his back post well as well and I thought he did that a few times tonight he's yeah,
2: uh, he, he's good it, at that again, I know he's
1: not the best I know what you're saying he's not the best defender but I still think he's good at getting back and, uh, and covering and, his back post
2: it, it's it's wild to to say that this is this is now probably the team that started tonight. You would be struggling to say that there was anyone that you would bring into that team for the, the opening game of the Euros. I know there's a lot of stuff to happen in between then, but but who are you going to? I mean, Fraser is, yeah, is maybe one, and, one Yeah, and, and I do I do think um, Gilmore is is such an exceptional player that I fully expect him to be in the Euro squad if he if he. Gets his we're back in the fucking Euros. We've got to pick a yeah, squad. No, it's Euros not even sunk
1: like, in yet. Oh, that, the, like the what, what, thought that what, what, we, how should we line up? with exactly. <laughs> The Euros. The fact that we get <laughs> the fact that we get to take two or three players that might not play, but it be good to get them in tournament experience and all this yeah. kind of stuff. It's not even <laughs> sunk in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like like I've got tickets for for uh, again. We've got no structure here, but we, we make no apologies for this. It doesn't matter. Uh, Just keep no, going with it, man. I've got I've got tickets for for all the games at hand and. It's like now now I am in I've always been invested in the push for a for a, a universal vaccine, but fuck me, we need to I need to be at hamden. <laughs> I need to be at Hamden for these games. Um, I I will accept if you don't let me go to Wembley, but I need to be at Hamden for these games because is it's been what my life watching football has built up to.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I get it. I mean the last time Scotland were a, like I am you know disclaimer I'm a bit older than everybody else But the last time I was I saw Scotland I'm here I, I,
1: I'm here so, uh, Tom remember
0: I, I'm, I'm still I'm I'm, I'm still I believe a little older than you Okay now. right
1: <laughs> not um, be much it can't be much last,
0: No but enough that um enough that I was allowed to uh enough that I had cans last time there was scotland for an international right, tournament okay well and i was drinking
1: and i shouldn't have been We, we, we well, I, it, I was, was like my, 15 it was, or something it was my last
0: year at school so i should probably not i should definitely not have been either but it was my my sixth year at school and i i you kind of even though you even though i was even though i wasn't that much there's not a huge difference i grew up with scotland being very good not necessarily qualifying for things because it was really hard to qualify for things but when it started happening like right we're good we're going to get and there was no there was no idea like Craig Brown was fired because we were boring and we 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 narrowly missed out in 2000 and and we lost a couple of games and and dropped points where we shouldn't have
2: Daniel van Poitien Fuck quite
0: exactly I think tonight, there I'm was sorry. never any kind of idea that there would be st- you know everybody's seen the list of the dross that has not qualified for tournaments we're at a tournament we're, 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 we're going to do pods in the next year about should they be included in Scotland's Euro 2020 technically 2021 um, 20 whatever 23 man squad 25 man squad that's that's that. Like, there is an entire. Never mind. an entire generation of fans. There are an entire generation of players who, the vast majority of the Scotland squad at the moment, will have very few recollections whatsoever of yeah. what it was like for Scotland yeah, the, to be uh, at a major tournament.
2: The main thing for me is like we we have now avoided the, which would have definitely happened if we'd gone on to another campaign, having a player play for Scotland who wasn't born when we um, played in France '98. We've now, avoid well, I mean, they might still happen, but we've not had anyone born yet who was born, I think, who played after France 98, but it was very close a few times. And so, I am I am delighted that we have avoided that particular milestone. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's as I say, like, I was in I was in floods of tears genuinely. Um, at, mm-hmm. at that tonight, we had to compose ourselves a bit be- before we came on, and it's as I say it's what, it's what I've been building up for I've, I've been at so many of these games the, the disappointments and, and you know obviously I was there at, um, at the Italy game sorry I'm sounding like a, a drunk because I am listen man uh, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too drunk to host this podcast I'll be honest I was watching that Serbia game I was watching uh, sorry the, the Netherlands game I was watching the Slovenia game and all of that has been building up to this. you knew it was going to happen at some point so it's it's not you know I I never thought we we're never going to qualify. Yeah, for I'd have it at the some game. point, exactly, yeah. But, but you're like, at some point this is going, to, you know, go badly. And and uh, sorry, it's at some point this is going to happen. But the, the longer it goes on, you're like, do you know what? Like, am I ever going to appreciate this ever again?
1: But we were always a team that should have been. It's not like when you looked at that list of teams that hadn't, and it's all. Um, Andoras And Moldovas And all that kind of stuff Then we're, We know we're better Than those teams We've just choked So many fucking times Before yeah. It's just we, We've had it in our hands And blown it And it's usually been Away to Georgia Or a draw in Estonia or something along those lines that's uh, that's tripped us up. But right, let's let's talk about the game a wee bit. Um, yeah. Some of the specifics from the game. Um, I, I don't want to put any structure into the podcast, by the way, because I think it's still going the uh, well the way it is. But um, there's a few specific things I want to kind of go through. So first of all, what do you think about the Serbia approach? Because when I first saw it, I thought they're really sitting off us. And there was um chat about us playing a high line or whatever. But um, I don't think... It just looked like that we were naturally pushing forward because we were just having so much of the ball and they they were weirdly sitting so deep. And I think I gave them too much credit uh, that, when I put in the group chat that I said, yeah. are, are they trying to tease us out or something like that? Or like kind of lull us into a false sense of security before absolutely kicking the shit out of us or something. But no, they, they, there was no point where they kind of picked us off they had that uh, chance in the first half where they shot wide which I think was the best chance in the game up to the point but even up to that point but even still it wasn't like a guilty chance or anything and we had the McGinn one shortly after but yeah I I was really surprised with the Serbian approach
0: I think uh, I was the same I mean by by no stretch would I claim to have any kind of knowledge of, of Serbian football but you look at the squad and they've got guys that are playing for you know Inter and Fiorentina and Real Madrid and, you know, even guys that we know, like Mitrovic playing at Fulham is is one of their better players, and Taric at Ajax. The 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 level that the players that they have in the squad is fairly scary it's fairly fearsome
1: well especially that front three I mean you look at yeah. I know Mitrovic uh, Mitrovic doesn't play at the highest level he's not playing for an elite club or anything but his scoring record at international level
0: international level is incredible I mean his record his record to be fair his record at club level for a team that has bobbed between championship and premiership is is very good um, and he fits the way that they play very well I, I think if you look through the squad I, I it's fairly fearsome and I think we all kind of thought or I mean I'm speaking for everybody but certainly for myself you look at the squad and you think they're good they have a lot of good footballers there's a lot in this yes results might not have been what they would have hoped but there are an awful lot of good footballers in this and tactically they look naive they look they I think partly a huge credit to Scotland that we we kind of took the momentum to them and they defensively they looked incredibly ropey yeah they were Um, but they were
1: they were makeshift at the back
0: they they were but even even the makeshift defensively I mean even the guys you're, you're talking about Playing or still playing at uh,
1: uh, the guy right at, the centre half is a uh, first pick. He's he's really good. Uh, it begins with M. I forget the name. Sorry, but um, I uh, the guy in the first the guy in the centre wasn't first pick. I don't think the other Mitrovic and the guy that was playing left centre back, the guy for Sevilla, he's a midfielder, so he was filling. But good he was a handy player day,
2: though. It sounded like uh, every time I thought it was I was a tribute to Wyndon Dyke Ian Crocker was giving out. He kept saying good day. Um, <laughs> But, but no, the thing was like I remember back to the last World Cup and, and I was actually quite impressed with Serbia At the last World Cup, I think they were quite unlucky They beat Costa Rica And they had a game against Switzerland Where I think they should have won the game And, and they, ended up, um, they ended up losing I think it was quite a controversial decision Quite near the end and, and, But since then it seems to have gone very badly for them And their performance tonight reminded me Of so many Scotland away performances mm. and, and they're at home um, but it reminded me of it in the sense of like it was yeah there, there was no fluidity to it they they looked like they were almost going out to lose, and yeah if,
1: they, if that finishes one 0 at Scotland that's one of the worst um, home international performances I've watched in a long time yeah. yeah
2: yeah and and it was yeah it was passive and and I think Graham said that um, I know, at half time or I read that half time because I wasn't I wasn't watching um, any of the so I wasn't looking at the chat in the first half but Graham said at half time I think like this is this is not what we we expected and I would say that it was the exact opposite of what I expected if you swapped the shirts around it's exactly how I would have expected the game yeah, to go yeah. but I think what you saw from them is, is a team that was very badly managed and a group of individuals and not a team because they had their big names and, and again people were talking about Milankovic Savic I'm pretty sure he didn't start the Norway game he came and, off the bench and scored twice um, And, and, and you yeah, see that second finish impact.
1: I didn't but, see it until today that second oh. finish against Norway holy shit it was just a wee dink it was beautiful but but he did nothing in the game. No, he none didn't. of
2: the none of the danger, and, and I was their three,
1: Their front three were the danger men, um, and we kept all of them quiet. They, they did nothing in that game, even was, even in extra time. They did nothing.
2: I was most worried about Tadic because I think he's he's an excellent player, and the amount of teams I've seen him play for Ajax and, and have an impact, even in the Champions League, like a week ago. Well, we were talking about him games. not that
1: long ago, Craig, and he's one of the few players that keep gave a ten out of ten performance to. Remember, we were talking about that
2: we did talk about it. you can you can have 11 10 out of 10 for Scotland tonight so um, fair play I hope, I hope we keep we're watching Declan <laughs> tonight. Um but yeah there, there's just he was the one I was worried about but, but none of the three of them had an impact in the game and, and again partly that comes down to Clark because I think for all the criticism I think was fairly directed at Clark for the start of his reign we are 8 games unbeaten now and yeah, fucking yeah I know it's yeah. mad <laughs> We've ridden our <laughs> luck in some of them, but tonight is yeah. the opposite of that. It Do you think like we'll just go out against
1: Scuddy at the weekend? They'll just be like, fuck this, we just need a wee bit of a we just need to
0: <laughs> we need, we need to we'll kind of up, like, Go through, through and the motions for a game. Yeah. It's Andy. like yeah.
1: Dykes just take the take the day off and a few we others to, as well. Surely be, McGregor's not gonna play after 120 minutes and he plays every minute for Celtic as well.
2: But it felt it felt like a game where because they were all over the place after we scored, and it felt like a game that if we scored immediately after um, the first goal we could have won 5-0 like they were that much of a mess it reminded like like us against Norway in that infamous game in Oslo with the Caldwell brothers but that then never materialised we stopped I think we stopped trying to score with about 20 minutes to go mm-hmm. and and that was probably a mistake um, just, just in terms of like we would get into the final third and then it was almost like now nah, let's just keep the ball and you understand that but they were there to, to be beaten much more easily and much more um Calmly than what we did, but but I guess it, it's it's kind of trite and cliched to say that's Scotland, but it is. How many times do I ever comfortably see out a game? Um, and 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 my heart could have certainly done without that extra forty five minutes or whatever it was. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there was a friend <laughs> of mine tweeted something like that was the most Scot- Scotland way ever to qualify, and I think I think that's true. I think like being on the verge, fucking it, but then still somehow managing to scrape through. I think that that is very, very Scotland.
0: Yeah, the the most Scotland way to be involved in these games is not to qualify. It's not. (laughs) It's to. It's to. It's to do. Come on now, Tom. It's to lose. Not tonight. Well, this this is this is what sort. Like, if I could distill the entire joy of tonight into a single paragraph, it's that. This is the way Scotland failed to qualify. This is the way that Scotland failed to get through. Scotland failed to get through groups despite being unbeaten. Scotland failed to qualify despite <laughs> being the team home and away that wins the and get and like that wins the group. Scotland lose to the team that were bottom of the like the, the sixth seed and are shite and they miss out by a a, a point. This is how Scotland go out. And if there's a way for Scotland to go out, it would be to concede in the last minute to a free header when all we needed to do is pick up the man and then we lose on penalties. That is the way that Scotland should, to all intents and purposes, over the entire narrative of Scottish football, that is the way we should go out. And we fucking didn't. We fucking didn't. We won the game and we are not out and we are going to the Euros in the most... In many ways, the most unlikely scenario, but also the you've got to put the fans through the ringer. And like you know, like we've said, we're we're talking about this game maybe now forty-five minutes after after the final score. I am ringing in sweat.
1: But you, still, the players have obviously been through the ringer as well. We've singled out a few people uh, already. Uh, Christy was mentioned earlier, but we haven't spoken about his goal, and he deserves a lot of credit. Also, I think it's, his interview kind of summed up how the nation was feeling after that I think at the end of that game but not only that he has been he's been a superstar for Scotland I'm going to say he's been a superstar he's not like um, he's not kind of like a standout talisman or he's not like uh, you know how some international teams have a bail or something like that He's, he's not like quite that level or anything like that but he has been one of our standout performers and not only that he's just been a he just seems like a consummate professional who's just from a very young age had his head down and He's had a great mentor, obviously, and his father. But he—he's—he's he's just like a guy that's just really worked hard. And is I don't know it, it, that goal was unbelievable. It was it took everybody by surprise. I don't think anybody saw him turning and just slotting that one in the bottom corner.
2: Well, I think yeah, the the, the goalkeeper included when you say he took people by surprise, but the goalkeeper as well is probably. I think I think you said someone said not expecting a shot. If there's mm. going to be a shot, you expect it to go to the to the other, the other, the other side. side. Yeah. you expect him to try and open his foot up and curl it into the, the right hand the right hand side of the goalkeeper? What
1: I just said a minute ago, by the way, was garbled nonsense and about four thoughts merged into one. No, that's, no, how, that's, how much, that's how much it, I've had it, to it drink. Make, I don't
2: know if that says anything about my <laughs> state, makes, but it makes sense. We're on the same level. Um but. but but no, you're you're right. And I think I think um Christy, you, you saw that at full time and, and people have I think unfairly leveled at Scotland players a lot. Recently, that don't care, but I think you've seen plenty of times how much it means to so many of these guys. Yeah, sure, there are there are guys that turn up, and, and it's just a, it's just about a CV thing for them. But there are a number of guys in this squad who it means it means a world to, and and Christie's very much one of them. It, it would have been, I think, it would have been better for him to have been the hero there and for for the game to finish. I mean, we we don't give a fuck at this point. But <laughs> David Marshall being the hero again is is entirely good for him for a guy who what made his Scotland debut about 16 years ago or something ridiculous like that a guy who his career has almost um, you know it started on a high and it's probably going to finish on a high with a massive I mean that's not fair to say a massive dip in the middle but it's you know Well how David many Mar- appearances did yeah. he have before he won a game? Yeah, Do you I, know I, I off the top that, of your head? Well,
0: David like, D- 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 Marshall for being a very good goalkeeper you know, for being a very good goalkeeper and playing at a pretty good level and being pretty good at every level that he's been has like I think 40 caps I think tonight was his 40th cap Um, he's had Two very very good goalkeepers ahead of him. Yeah, he's had to fight yeah for that. Yeah, and,
2: and, and usually, they're, pro- they're probably still both better than him. Let's, let's be honest here in terms of. F- I don't know,
1: man. The, the last, the few last Scotland appearances I've I've watched, he's really really impressed me. How good he's, he's been. He's been imperious for us. Yeah, has
2: know, we thought on the park in terms of like that, saved, a a that, very, that a save. There was that save in extra time as well. By the way, not just the penalty save.
1: The save in extra time as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that that, that I guy he so didn't. That, sorry, on you go.
0: I I think there, there there's something whether it's true or not, but there's something about the, like the likability of the entire Scotland squad at the moment that it it's it's not necessarily guys who are have have. I mean, there are undoubtedly superstars, and and it, and it's kind of. Stupid to say that there's not superstars when you've got like guys like you know Andy Robertson's obviously playing arguably the best left back in the world, or certainly at club level, the best left back in the world. But there are so many players in the squad who, I mean, Craig, you said in Craig Anderson said in in the run up that there is so much like narrative there's about who might be the one to win the game. Uh, who might be the one that... The that, redemption that arc, yeah. Him, the redemption yeah, story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mick or whoever, yeah, yeah. There,
0: there may not have been a redemption story in it, but there's so much around where they've got to in their career. And I think for someone like David Marshall, who started his career on a high, kind of like kicked around the the, the championship in England and, and was good, had a couple of seasons in the Premier League and, and was good, but maybe never had the sustained stardom of mcgregor and, and gordon at different times deserves to be number one like he deserves to be number one his save saving extra time was unbelievably good the penalty save was brilliant he got close to a couple of others
1: i just it, think he looks he comes across as like a leader as well that. he just comes across as like i don't know I just got a lot of time for the guy.
0: They all seem to. I mean, the 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 pictures you seem to know. They all all the players, and I mean, the interviews from the after the last game, after the Czech Republic game, went all seemed to be about how cohesive the unit was, how much they're bailing each other out, how much they actually feel like a unit, and that's entirely down to Steve Clark. But the fact that the goalkeeper feels like every single part of the team, and from the back outwards, feels like. Um, a key member of the squad, where everybody is is pulling in the same direction, feels like night and day from the last decade.
2: Yeah, I and then, think that's totally true. Let's, let's put that in context in terms of Steve Clark. Like he'll get a lot of the credit and deservedly so, but but you do have to give so much credit to the players, and it's the same thing with with Kelly. You know, he, he got all the credit deservedly for 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 what he did for for us as well but he needed the players to buy in and okay he's got the ability to make them do that but every single one of them has you've seen every single interview how much how committed they are to playing for Scotland and it was the same with his Kelly squad and it's it's for me I think when he left Kelly for the Scotland job I said you know he'd, he'd given me my club back essentially because Kelly went a bad way the Scotland national team were in also in a bad way and he's done that as well and there has to be a... Um, not that I care about the honours list, but but surely there's a candidate there because that's one of the biggest achievements you will see for um, for any one individual to do it. He has led... Swan I believe Lee. that a former
1: uh, Terrace podcast member, Scott McClimate has uh, already tweeted something to that effect. like Probably a bit tongue-in-cheek. Uh, really he right was already
2: but, Sir Steve for the Kelly fans, but that... that he's taken a lot he's taken a lot of stick I think deservedly since he took over at Scotland because I was not sure where he was going with it he seemed a bit lost but I think he's maybe weeded out a couple of bad eggs and I think he has um, he's got a squad of players now that that want to do it for him they buy into what he's doing I think he's got a system that works I don't think he's I don't think Scotland are deviating away from this system and he's stuck with it
1: through the teeth and problems
2: yeah and that and that takes a lot of um, of bravery on his part because that you know one penalty going differently in the, the Israel game. He's probably, he maybe wouldn't have been out of a job, but the, he would have lost, essentially lost the entire um, crowd at that point.
1: And now we you just know, need to hope that it? no fucking English Premiership team come looking for him.
2: Well, well no, the, the worry <laughs> is that he's, he's such a good coach. He's such such a, you know, j- just watching, it, it totally going off track here, but watching um, Inside Hearts last night, because I'd not got around to it, Austin McPhee's training sessions and what I've seen of Steve Clark's training sessions night and day Austin McPhee on the training ground looked like a child who had been put out there to kind of well he looks like he looked
1: like a coach that had been directed to do that by a manager that's what he looked like
2: yeah yeah And, and you see like every time I've heard anything about Steve Clark's training it seems to be assiduous it seems to be excellent He's obviously worked with the very best. Um, he's worked with Kenny Dalglish, Jose Mourinho, and all the rest yep. of them. He's been played. He's played under some excellent managers. There was an interesting
1: uh, interview in the Times last week. It might have been elsewhere, but I read it in the Times uh, with Kenny Dalglish, and he was saying that Steve Clark isn't a defensive coach. He actually has attacking instincts when it comes to setting up his team. But he says that the evidence that Scotland fans through Kilmarnock and. Uh, it's time with the national team is that he has this reputation of being a defensive coach but he's not naturally kind of a defensive coach he's just being pragmatic because of the resources he's had at both of those jobs
2: I, I yeah. think people people who who've, who watched Steve Clark's Kelly most of the people who weren't Kelly fans only saw the games against Rangers and Celtic where he inevitably set up defensively we generally won those games um, but there were plenty of performances where, where you would call it the follow thing from defensive against lesser teams who we expected to beat. I think we'll see that when he's, um, you know, in the next campaign for the the Euros when we know we've got lower seeds in the group. I don't think he's going to set up and play the way we did. Or well, it might be closer to the way we did tonight than any of the other games. He favours like its organisation and its people knowing their roles, but I don't think that has to be defensive. And I think. You saw some of the attacking patterns we played tonight. I don't think. I think that's an unfair c- categorisation of what he is as a manager as well. And and I think we will start to see that. I think now there's a confidence there. I wouldn't be surprised to see us in some of these other games. Maybe not at the Euros because I think, even given the results we've had, we are going to be heavy outsiders in each of the three games. But I have a strong feeling we're going to probably um, win both the games at Hamden, and I think we're, we're going to get to get through the group stage yes, here. at Hamden. But, uh, I thought think, i then, yeah, but I've got supreme confidence in in him and the team.
0: I, I think you, you can you can kind of understand why why someone who knows him a bit better might say that. Given, like, I mean, his managerial career, as good as it's been, and the results have been have been at West at West Brom side who were largely expected to go down and and first of all were very good and then you know they kind of regressed to the mean a little bit, but. You, you can't really blame him for being a little pragmatic at West Brom, you can't really blame him for being a little pragmatic for taking a Kelly team who were bottom of the league and sorting out the the, the defence first and then making them like a good team to watch and a, and a good a, a very organised team going forward and a Scotland team that were arguably the worst of the lot that you need to you, you need to sort out some sense of organisation and discipline to the team so that you can do the attacking stuff.
1: I, and sometimes I, that's what you're limited to at international football as well, just that, because uh, that yeah, limited time. I mean,
2: we've got two Motherwell players in the team. <laughs> Motherwell uh, are. Just, just, just on that though, I, I, I think
0: one of the things that the best thing for me about Steve Clark so far, and again on display tonight, is that. Players are turning up and they're they're playing their best football for Scotland. It's been a very long time since we like, Scotland has Scotland have had good players for a number of years. We've had players playing regular Champions League football or playing regular like, a very good level in England, largely, but you know, wherever it may be. But we've had good players. But when they've arrived for Scotland, we can't either fit them in a system, or they look demotivated, or f- for 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 whatever reason. Like David Marshall looked like he found another level. Declan Gallag- Gallagher looked like he found another. Level. Stephen O'Donnell looked like you. Declan Gallagher's looked dreams, like two different
1: players this season. To be completely
0: fair. different Like even, but even like even like John McGinn, who was who is
1: like, fucking a, love a, John McGinn,
0: a, a fant- fantastic player for Aston Villa. See
1: like, that way. A, he just every time he gets the ball, he like, just pivots on it to turn to the direction of the goal and sometimes like, he'll shuffle to like get him, past the player. I just love it. Sorry, Tom. Him, 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 both him
0: and, and Christie, who are both like fantastic players for their club, seem to find like another 10% for Scotland. And there's been a few players that have done that for over the last 22 years. Like, I mean, James McFadden that like the ultimate example. He always used to turn up for Scotland would be better for Scotland than he was for whatever
2: club Alan he was for. Alan Hutton played for Scotland for a whole year where he wasn't getting a game for his club. He, he never, I think he played like there was a season where he played 10 games and they were all for Scotland. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's for all these guys that this has been done on their behalf now. Darren Fletcher, uh, James McFadden, Alan Hutton, um, Davey Weir, all these guys. That, I don't know if Davey Weir didn't get to do it, but these guys that were exceptional for Scotland for such a long time and didn't do this and this this group of players is carrying that for the squad now
1: Davey Weir was probably there in 98 I think be. he
2: was actually yeah. I, 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 I was he was mad.
0: probably there in 86
1: but. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bad choice, but. Bruce, I just wanted to go back to we were talking about David Marshall earlier I really loved um, Darren Fletcher's bit right at the end as soon as the game had finished it went to kind of. Darren Fletcher had the first word and he talked about the kind of arc that Marshall had had and I just thought the whole coverage on Sky Sports was brilliant tonight McFadden's been like scotland's unofficial cheerleader in in recent months and uh both on the bbc and on sky and um the two of them are just excellent pundits they, they they do their work they've got a really they've got a lot to say and they just had so much passion and i don't know i just thought it was brilliant tonight i, I feel like i kind of fucked that i was that that was going well and then towards the end i, I, I kind of shanked that a bit but somebody pick yeah. up somebody pick the, 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 up that the, fumble
2: the sky coverage tonight because a lot of these games, especially the Nation League game, they've essentially kind of had like a hybrid coverage where they've had like you know a couple of pundits from Scotland on, but also like Northern Irish pundits, and have always been covering both games simultaneously at half times. So we've got the same half time show, having that with Ailey Barber as well because another person who you, you just know she's like so invested in this. It, it made such a big difference um, and I think the only thing we, that was missing was Alan McCoy on co-commentary because you imagine him instead of Davy Provin doing that but but no they, they stepped it up sky in terms of how they covered the game and, and as I said before like you, you think of these guys Fletcher and McFadden like, how you saw it at full time how delighted they were to get there and you know that there will be a disappointment for both of them that they didn't get to do it while yeah. they were playing but like yeah. not a hint of jealousy or anything along well, those lines or they're, any, they're yeah fans first and foremost like yeah. they're two guys that live and breathe Scotland and I it, it was so pleasing to see them be involved at least in some aspect of the coverage and as I say that there's so many of these guys that, that have not You know, not being able to get over the line. Kenny Miller was one, obviously, missed off the list. Who they have given so much for their country, and and it's just so good to see a group of players finally get us over that line. I think
0: there's a lot to be said in many ways for like unbridled, un like complete and utter bias. Like for for all the for all the years of listening to the World Cup, where you're like, all right, so we've got England against. I don't know Sweden or whoever it is with Clive Tildsley and Ian Wright and I don't know Jamie Redknapp or something like that. And you're like, well, I'd kind of like to hear a, an unbiased bit of commentary about this. But actually, when the when the roles are reversed and you hear people that like they really care, uh, like they're they, they, it's their country, it's their team that are that are there, it matters. And and I and I think it's it's the it's, it's almost embarrassing that it's 2020 and it's the first time we've heard that where it's you know it's, it's not just being called like it is it's being called passionately by people that really really care about it it really matters to and they're cutting back to the studio where they you know they will have all been on their feet and they'll all be sweating in exactly the
2: same way as we are. I think we've had a lot of coverage of you know discussion of I uh, Craig Telford had, had a good discussion of it of like club TV coverage. And I think this is a perfect example of it in terms of like you, you're fair and you call the game fairly. That doesn't mean that you can't support one of the teams. And that doesn't mean that like I would have been it would have been disappointing to not have people in the studio celebrating Scotland twins. There's not a Serbian watching this game. As long as you're not being one eyed and, you know, you know, when um a Scotland player like hacks down a Serbian player, you're like, oh that's not a free kick you're still allowed to want Scotland to win and there's no requirement for the, the commentary to be unbiased as you said we've heard a lot of the English doing it for, for long enough it will be so good to be get to a major tournament and actually have to have our own commentators on games Yeah, like like when we play England and, and presumably we will actually have yeah people covering. again the all these things haven't sunk in yet <laughs> no, we, we, we've got we've got all of this, we've got um, hopefully a Euro Championship special view from the terrace, that's what I want to watch on the television, BBC commissioners if you're listening, um, get sign them up and uh, it's, 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 it's for me up there with Scotland, uh, with Kelly winning the, the Scottish Cup and the League Cup is the kind of three best moments of my football watching life in the sense of yes I was there when we beat Latvia but I was too young to understand it it was probably too young to understand us winning the Scottish Cup, but for that League Cup winning and for this tonight, it's 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 one of the best moments, you know, football wise.
1: the Latvia one didn't that. have the twenty-three year wait either. No, well, exactly. Yeah. It did for me because I don't remember any of <laughs> the stuff before it. But, <laughs> um, but, let, but but to finish up, let's talk about the actual moment that got us there. The 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 penalty shootout. We were all. We were all terrified And I was even more terrified After the first two penalties So Griffiths puts his away But the keeper gets a good palm on it And this is right after Ian Crocker Informing the nation That he's a penalty expert A penalty saving expert Which I don't know He's just doing his job as a as a commentator I'm not I'm not shitting not on Ian Crocker but it was a horrible thing to
2: hear as we were going into those penalties yeah, the first three penalties he died the right way and he got quite he got a hand to the first two from, didn't he but the, the last two he, he, um, he, got, he got nowhere near and then true. Griffiths uh,
1: sorry and then who was I can't even remember who took Serbia's first penalty but it was just um it was just technically great and it was out of uh, Marshall's reach and you just thought it was Tadic of Tadic, course Tadic, it was Tadic, Tadic. I think he put, did he put it down the middle high and down the middle yeah, maybe yeah, it was yeah, and I just thought they just look it was the first three penalties actually I just thought they look way more technically gifted than us when it comes to taking it a, a, comes to penalties and I felt that some of ours were we scored all of ours I'm not criticising any of them but a uh, few of same, ours a, 10 penalties
2: few, out of 10 for a Scotland a couple of ours were sending the keeper <laughs> the wrong
1: way where they, those theirs were all out of the reach of the keeper and I was thinking fuck <laughs> this isn't going to go our oh, way it
2: was
0: it, it was if anyone believed, if any Scotland fan listening to this genuinely believed they went to, when it went to penalties after that extra time and those substitutions and the way that that went in, that we were going to win on penalties. Well,
1: I'll tell you, Tom. I won 170 quid because before the game, I put a tenner on Scotland to win on penalties.
0: Well, you didn't cash out, did you? I, I, I looked <laughs> actually. I
1: looked at the end of a. Uh, Wait, was it? Uh, I think it was like two minutes before extra time finished, and it wasn't offering the cash out. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just weren't offering it on that market.
0: I mean, I, I have no doubt. Like, I, I, Steve Clark is a meticulous coach. I have no doubt that he will have looked at all of these possibilities and looked at the possibility that it'll, that it'll go to penalties and, you know, made sure that the players knew what they were doing with those. But at no point did I think. That we were going to win on penalties, and no point did I win I, I was waiting for the one. Uh, like you know, I said, the full time we would. Pe-
2: Can, Kenny I, McLean, though, like the the balls to steal for two two shootouts in a row to be on number five. And
1: I tell you what, I was more confident in him scoring than any of the others. I, 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 I thought
0: I, I like genuinely. I had hundred yeah, percent confidence
1: no, that he was scoring. I even said it out loud. I said, "Well, at least I know that Kenny McLean scoring." I promise. I, I, I promise I, that I happened.
0: Had, I had zero confidence. And really, this is no reflection on uh, every single player that stepped up. I'm like, this, I can see why. I can see why they, the if they No for why, me, if why, anybody, if it,
1: anybody it's McBurney, McBurney, he, McBurney was McBurney, McBurney was missing. If anybody,
0: every single one, like Mc, McTominay's missed the corner. I can see why. If oh, uh, if he could put so why, then he's the scapegoat. I can see why, like, Cal McGregor's not been great for a year. If he misses, <laughs> I can see why. Is Lee Griffiths has only just come back? I can see if he misses, this is it, like, you know. Kenny McLean came on as a sub and was meant to run down time. I can see but, he, but none of them did. None of them did. The penalties were brilliant. They were steely. They were, they were rehearsed. I mean, they must've been rehearsed. And yes, there's, there's always an element of luck in penalties, but you, I, I think Steve Clark deserves a lot of credit because obviously there was part of that that was like, we know that this is a possibility. Um they knew how they were going to do it like you know he brought Griffiths on and Griffiths took the first one. that was obviously part of the plan mm-hmm. i it, it was steely it was cool. The penalties were very good and it, it, I mean I, I'm never sure whether the best it, it, it's always nice as a viewer to 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 kind of take the first one so it's always on them it's always yeah, back yeah, on yeah. them but every time, it, went single, single death. time they took a penalty I thought they were going to score it went sudden death before it went sudden
2: death sorry Kirk I think the stats on it in terms of the, the team scoring first does, the team taking first does usually win statistically I think both, yeah both of those shootouts we did take first and both of those shootouts we did win now that's not enough evidence on it but but I think that is a thing which is why UEFA did that weird ABBA thing that didn't take off but no like the, the it was very clear that we'd practice penalties and it was very clear the The quality of our penalties was very high again and yeah as I say I have so much so much respect for Kenny McLean who I think played pretty poorly when he came on but that's two shootouts in a row to take number five as a guy who yeah he's taking penalties for his club I think I remember him taking a couple for Aberdeen but it's not like he's Matt Letissie who's got like an, a record of he's the best penalty taker about do you know what I mean he's a guy who
0: yeah, he was he was he was a solid penalty taker for Aberdeen when Adam Rooney didn't take them. Um like he, I think he may I think he when he missed one, he was a very solid penalty taker, but by no stretch, I mean the the last penalty in a five, regardless, is always like there's a very different sort of pressure. And the best penalty I mean, takers
1: always miss penalties at some point. Oh it happens I, I mean, at some point. James Tavernier misses a penalty at some point. Ronaldo misses a penalty at some point. I can't believe I've just Put Graham, James Graham, Tavernier Graham and Ronaldo they, in the same sentence.
2: Graham Alexander's the only one that that, that, that doesn't do it. And, and <laughs> Graham Alexander,
1: Alexander's the exception to the it rule. It
2: remains devastating to me that Graham Alexander um, had about forty caps for Scotland, and we never got a penalty once when he was on the park. So Graham Alexander had no goals for Scotland because there's not a guy who I'd rather have it. I've had him on the bench tonight just in case. Um, <laughs> he may be forty-five years old or whatever it is now, but. Um, it's just like like all those lists of names, and like I kind know of I'm rambling about this now. All those guys who gave so much for Scotland is so they will all be so delighted, even though they're not there. That that finally we've got it over the line,
1: and it just means that in future, going for tournaments, we no longer have this. We haven't qualified for anything in fucking 80s on our back. It, so
2: amazing how much pressure. That, do you think it? Okay, they fucked it tonight, but you think at Iceland, like they they followed up. They they hadn't ever qualified. They got to the um, the last Euros um, beat England um, and then immediately qualified for World Cup straight after that. It's amazing how much confidence this one qualification can, can give you. And I am hopeful now because we've now thrust ourselves. We should now be going on to win this Euro- Nations League group as well, and we're we're putting ourselves in pole position for for pretty much everything at this point. And so we need to build on this and and we've got the people to do that
1: yeah I totally agree I think think we're pretty much done here guys does anybody have anything to add just before we, we say bye and get out of here
2: I don't think so just um, i'm just i'm just watching that i my andy it's, robertson i and, uh, muted before we uh before we started here is now starting to run on and i can see him kind of getting <laughs> up as well. so, right because apparently you can only wait for a, an hour or something for it to to go on mute and so every, every time i pause it he starts playing again all right uh, but, but but anyway, that, that that doesn't need to stay in the podcast, but it probably will. <laughs> this is the state that we're in at the moment. But um Well
1: I was gonna edit out, but now that you've put that bit in, I'll probably just leave
2: it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nobody not everyone everyone understands. We'll get this up and, and everyone's gonna be half cut by the time we exactly. listen. nobody well. cares. Tom, Sorry, you were gonna say something. I'm not usually as bad as this, but um, <laughs> it's uh, my first time drinking in three months as well, or more than that, so it's <sighs> a so time for uh, celebrating. My my my
0: summary is just, I I love being a turtle. It feels like this this all feels very foreign and weird, and I didn't know my chin went this high. And um, we snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And we never fucking do that. So I love you all.
1: Right back at you, man. I I, I st- like I say, there's been various moments in this podcast where. I've noticed that it hasn't sunk in yet like folk have noticed uh, folk have mentioned um, naming a squad or something along those lines and yeah I don't know we're going to be playing England in a a tournament and we've got a fucking good chance of getting a result against them is that mad to say? am I getting too
0: drunk? yes and no and that's the best part of it it it, it is mad but it's it's not that mad Right, that's let, the
1: best bit let's leave it there before I go completely overboard but uh, yeah um, thanks for joining. I don't even know what I'm doing here Th- cheers guys just say bye
2: bye <laughs> see, see, you the, see you in the Euros
1: and uh, thanks for listening guys not going to do any kind of outro because you've seen how much I've shanked just getting those guys to say bye but yeah we're fucking qualified we've done it we've actually fucking done it